0: Welcome to the Experience Christian Church Message Podcast. We are a church startup based out of Exton, Pennsylvania, committed to giving the community a fresh start with God and with church. Our mission is to help people experience God's love in a practical way. We would love to connect with you. Would you text ECC info to 94000 or Go to our website, experiencecc.org, for more information and to learn how you can be a part of our community. Enjoy today's message.
1: Good morning. morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. Amen. Amen. I'm excited to be able to come to you this morning with a message. I pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Uh, I'm going to ask if you would just turn in your Bibles today to Psalms chapter number one, verses one through three, one through three, Psalms chapter number one, turn my mic on. can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, Psalms chapter number one. Verses 1 through 3, 1 through 3. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible today. My Bible says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, Bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. This morning for a topic I'd like to talk about, don't miss your blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't miss your blessing. Amen, amen. Turn to the neighbor on the other side and say, neighbor, don't miss your blessing. number of years ago, I was on vacation, watching the sunset on a Caribbean island, watching the crystal-clear blue water lap in against the white sand beaches. as the cool breeze just washes over my body. And in that instant, a thought came to my mind, and I said, "God, why is it that there are some people who seem to be successful and the other people?" who just seemed to fail. What's the difference between life that is abundant and life that is just in a disaster? And this scripture came to mind. In Psalms 119.11, the Bible says, the word I have hid in my heart, that I might not sin against it. The Bible says in Psalms 119, how can a young man cleanse his way? Mm -hmm. By taking heed to the word of God. Warren Worsby reminds us that the word of God reveals the mind of God. Mm -hmm. So that way we ought to learn it. Mm -hmm. That the word of God reveals the heart of God. So that we ought to love it. And that the word of God reveals God's will. That means we ought to live it. In other words, if we want to know what God thinks, that means that we ought to read his word and his word will tell us what it is that God thinks. That if we want to know how much God loves us, that we ought to spend some time in his word and experience the love of God. Mm -hmm. That if we want to do God's will, it means we have to put into practice what the word of God tells us. So what does it mean to be blessed? Sometimes we think blessing is just the accumulation of stuff. The more stuff we have, the more happy we'll be. But you'll find out that as you gather stuff, that stuff doesn't make you happy. You can have a whole lot of stuff and still be miserable. When we talk about blessing from God's perspective and point of view, blessing is when you experience the goodness of God. And then have the ability to extend it to others. That's when your life is a blessing. It's a learned behavior. It's something you become accustomed to as you grow in the grace and the knowledge of who Christ is. And he becomes real to you in your everyday life. You understand that God is good all the time. Oh, I think you missed that one. Amen. In every situation, God is good. Even when something bad happens, God is still good. Even in the bad that has happened to you. Uh, We've got to understand that God is good. And notice what the psalmist says to us in reading this scripture. I like it because he starts out by telling us, if you want to be blessed, these are the things that you should not do. that there are three things that you should try and avoid if you want to be blessed. And this morning, I'm encouraging you, don't miss your blessing. Let's take a look at these three things. The first one is, it says, don't take the advice of the wicked. Second thing is, Don't stand around with sinners. And the third one is, don't join in with mockers. See, the fastest way to lose your blessing and miss it is to listen to somebody who does not have God's viewpoint. To trust in the counsel of those who have no regard for God at all it can lead you down the wrong road. The second thing he says is, don't hang around with people who will influence you in the wrong way. Don't spend your time with those individuals who will cater to your wrong desires. And don't spend enough time with God themselves. Thirdly, he says, don't pass judgment on others without considering yourself first. It's only the grace of God that has kept you thus far in life. So don't get to the point where you become braggadocious and think that you're all that in a bag of chips. No, it's been God that has kept you. And you need to be more critical of yourself than being critical of others. Now, when I read the scripture, I noticed a progression. The stages of sin. When we look at this, we can see that if we entertain sin, sin will take us from bad to worse. Oh, you're not with me this morning. Listen, listen, we can't make excuses for sin in our lives. That's why we need to read the word of God so that we can identify sin in our lives and eradicate it. Because sin will pull you down. Sin will mess you up. Sin will separate you from your family and separate you from God. Sin will put you in a ditch and it'll take you a long time to be able to get out of it. We can't just adopt sin into our lives. See, we like to play with sin. We want to try it just a little bit and see if we can get away with it. Uh, We want to take our big toe and we want to dip it into the pool of sin. But before we know it, our whole body is in the pool. Because we've fallen victim to trying to just play around with sin. No, when you identify it, you need to put a plan in place to be able to avoid it. Because sin is nothing to play with. It doesn't want to play with you. It wants to consume you. It's not just enough just to be a part of it. Because when you become a part of it and you start walking in that direction, before you know it, you have drifted away from God. When I like this is look at the motion that sin will take you through. It it says first that you're walking in it. And then when you get comfortable, you can just hang around with it and stand around with it. And then when you get more comfortable, you can just sit down in it. Notice how it stops your progression with God. See, see, when you walk with sin, that means you're walking away from God. You're walking out from under the protection that God has provided for you. And it's leading you away, and you are not aware that you are drifting away because you're playing with it. It has you comfortable enough first to walk in it. And then just to stand with it, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: then you can just sit down and
2: right. mm-hmm. come on, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. see.
1: The problem with that is that you can come to you can come to church and you can sit down and sin, and nobody will know it. And my encouragement to you today is don't miss your blessing. Don't take that route. Don't make that mistake. See, you miss your blessing when you're just disobedient. See, many of the times I believe that we are in the problems that we are in because we've made a choice. It wasn't God's fault. See, a lot of times we try to blame God for things that we do. It was you that made that choice to go out and drink and wreck the car. God didn't have anything to do with that because God told you don't even get involved with those people. But yet you took yourself and went and did it. And now you want to blame God for not keeping you when you were in the wrong. But what I like about this passage is not only does the Bible tell us what not to do but it also tells us what we should do. So first comes to us a warning that if you want to be blessed, avoid these three things. It's like taking medicine. You you got to read the instructions. You're supposed to take the medicine as prescribed. Take one in the morning, take one at night. It didn't take five during the day. That's not what it says. That's disobedience. And so what God says is, if you want to be blessed, avoid these things. But if you you want God to bless your life, this is what you should do. He said you ought to delight in the Lord. See, if you want to find pleasure in joy, you can find pleasure in joy just by reading the word of God. That's where you need to find your satisfaction. We live in a time now where we are catered to by videos and every other thing that goes on, and we don't spend time listening to the word of God, reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God, because that's where we find our hope. That's where we find our connection with God. That's how we know how much God really loves us. That's how we know that God really loves us and we're worth something because of how he thinks about us. And the enemy can't come in and invade your life when you have the word of God embedded on the inside because you'll be able to detect the lie that comes up because you'll understand what God says and it'll come to your mind and you say, God doesn't say that about me. That's not what God said he would do. That's not how God said that he would bless me when you take time to read the word of God. Unfortunately, there is a dearth of information about the Word of God in the church. We don't even read the Bible anymore. We don't refer to the Bible anymore. But if you have a solid foundation in the Word of God, God will bless your life. See, when you experience the presence of God and meditate on it, it lets you know more about the character of God. God is not mad and angry about the believer. God God loves us. God cares for us. God made a way for us. All we got to do is get right with God. And what the psalmist says is that we got to take time to meditate on the word of God. That means we've got to recall it. We've got to bring it to mind. We've got to take the time to mentally chew on the word of God until it becomes a part of us. That's why it's so helpful to memorize scripture. Because you don't always have a Bible handy, but if you memorize it in your heart, God will bring it back to your mind when you need it. See, the gap between hearing the word of God and being blessed is closed when we take time to meditate on God. I'm going to say that for you one more time. The gap that exists between hearing the word of God and being blessed is closed when we take time individually outside of church to meditate on the word of God. It gives us God's divine viewpoint. And we can act in accordance to his word and avoid many pitfalls in our lives. Mm -hmm. Don't miss your blessing. The Word of God allows us to see the world as it really is and helps us to be able to avoid some things. We ought to take the time to meditate on God's Word both day and night. In other words, it ought to become a habit. You, you know what a habit is, right? Um, I, I have a habit. And um, it's not an easy thing to, to talk about. It's a habit that affects my entire family. And I can be at home at night. It can be 10 o'clock in the evening. I can be sitting in the recliner. And all of a sudden, this urge comes across me. This desire. And I'll get up out of the chair and my wife will look at me and she say, where are you going? So I'm going to Krispy Kreme. That's where I'm going. She says, hold on. I'm putting on my shoes. I'm going too." And my kids will say, you're going to get donuts. You're going to get Donuts. And we're all piled in the car. We start riding down the Delaware to get some Krispy Kreme donuts. And as we're going down in the car, we're counting up our money. Saying, how much you got? How much you got? How much you got? Because when I go down, I'm going to get a box for the way home and a box for the next day. See, see, you just don't understand. You've got to understand clearly that when that red light goes off on the Krispy Kreme donuts, that they are ready to be eaten. They're coming off the conveyor belt. And, and as I'm driving down, I'm thinking about that soft, chewy, melting your mouth Krispy Kreme donut. And so when I pull up, I don't get in line, I go into the store. And when I'm in the store, they have people who are watching the donuts and they're coming down the conveyor belt, and they have this little straw. And they're a part of quality control. And they're taking the donuts that don't meet the control, and they're taking them off the conveyor belt and throwing them in the trash. And I'm saying to the girl, you don't have to throw those in the trash. You you can put them in a box and I'll take them home for you. And while I'm on my way down, there are other people who enjoy Krispy Kreme donuts who are junkies like me. And I call them up and say, listen, I'm getting some Krispy Kreme donuts. Do you want some? That's a habit. We laugh about it, but that's how we ought to love the word of God. We ought to love it and desire it like we desire a Krispy Kreme donut. We ought to take the time to meditate and become so close with God that we can't make it without God. We ought to be like the deer along the water brook that desires to be thirst quenched because of the brook of the water that flows by. We ought to have a desire in our lives that we ought to know God better. We ought to have a desire that I can't make it during the week unless I'm in the word of God. I know that if I spend time in the word of God, he's going to give me what I need. I need direction in my life as a pastor to be able to give advice to people. And I can't just give them my advice. I got to give them God's advice. So I got to be in the book to make sure that what I'm saying lines up with the word of God. I got to have a desire and a hunger for God. And that's when you are blessed. Just like food needs to be met in the physical body, you need spiritual food for your life. God says if you spend time meditating in the word of God, you'll be blessed. He says you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That it'll bring forth fruit. And that as a result of being by the rivers of water, that whatever he doeth, it shall Prosper. Notice what he says there, that whatever it is that you're doing in life will be blessed because you're doing what God called you to do because you're following the word of God. So when you're following the word of God, whatever it is that God is doing in your life is a result of your obedience to what it is he's already said in his word. And by following the word of God, your life will be blessed because the results of following the word of God and doing it God's way is that God will provide everything that you need. When we look at a tree, a tree provides shade. It's a shade tree for weary souls. It it produces fruit. Now notice, I want you to notice here that when it produces fruit, when you have fruit, fruit is not for the benefit of the tree. It's for the benefit of people who walk by it. See, See, that's how you know when you're blessed that you can be a blessing to somebody else. God didn't make us a blessing so that we could keep it to ourselves. God made us a blessing so that we could be a fruit tree so that people could partake of the overflow of God's goodness in our life that it'll rub off on somebody else. Yes, yes. This tree has deep roots, which means that it doesn't matter what's happening around it. Its roots run so deep that it'll always be nourished. It'll always get what it needs. It'll always be plentiful. This tree demonstrates eternal life. Today, I want to encourage you, don't miss your blessing. If you don't spend time in the word of God, you're going to miss your blessing. If you don't spend time with God outside of Sunday morning, you're going to miss your blessing. But if you take time to read the word of God, God will bless your life. The Bible says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof is death. God will change your mind if you read the word of God. The wages of sin is death, but Jesus Christ provided a way for us to give us eternal life. That's the way that you ought to take. God wants to invite backsliders back to be in right relationship with God. Sometimes we might lose our way. That's quite all right. God's way is still open to you. All you got to do is get on board and come on back. This is a place where you can find God's mercy and God's grace doesn't matter how badly you've messed up. We've all messed up. God has no respect of person. Rich or poor, black or white, does not matter. God is open and available to everybody. It doesn't matter what you did. It matters what you do. It doesn't matter what happened. God can still work it out for you. I'm a firm believer that if you've been redeemed, then you ought to say so. I'm a firm believer that if God has done something for you, that you ought to have at least good manners and thank, thank him and put your hands together for all that God has done for you. Because the God that we serve is a good God. He's a great God. He's a God that wants to bless you. He's a God that wants you to avoid some problems in your life if you follow his word. He's a God that can make ways out of no ways. I don't know if that has ever happened to you. Amen. But God can make ways for you that don't exist right now. I'm trying to tell you that God can do it for you if you are willing to follow his word and his will. When God puts something in you, he puts it in there for a reason. You don't got to see the way, but you just have to be faithful enough to be able to see it through till you get to the other side. Can I testify for a second? My wife was going to school and she said that she wanted to be able to work on a job that was close to her house. My wife don't like traveling to a job. Amen. Amen. So she prayed to God that God would give her a job that was close by because she can't stand being in traffic. And so there was not a position that was available for her. But by the time she got done her studies, there was a job opening at a school that's four minutes away from our house. Amen? So that God can make a way for you when he puts something in you. Amen? Four four minutes away was too far. Amen? So she's working at home now. Amen?
2: I'm telling you, God will make a way for you if you ask him for it. If you ask, you will receive. If you knock, the door will be open. If you put time in it, you can receive it. Because everybody that asks will receive. Everybody that knocks, the door will be open. God is faithful to what he said. God's promises are true. God can bring it to pass. God can turn it around for you. God can bring it about. God can fix relationships. God can fix marriages. God can fix wayward children. God can fix a drug habit. God can fix when you're drinking. God can fix it when you're stuck in pornography. God can fix it when you're down. God can fix it when you're depressed. God can fix any situation that you find yourself in. Just let God do it. Be obedient to what he's already told you you need to do and keep walking with God. And when you walk with God, you'll walk right into his will. It doesn't matter which way you take. If you're following God's will, it's going to lead to where God wants you to be. It's going to be a place that God's going to bless you. You don't got to worry about all the stuff you got to go through because it's going to be a blessing when you get to the other side. You can shout when you get to the other side because you'll be so happy that when you look back over your life and you see what God has done, that he brought you through all kinds of hellish problems, you can sure enough give him the praise. You can thank him for bringing you through the car accident. You can thank him for bringing you out of the hospital. You can thank him for returning wayward children. You can thank him that when you were unemployed, all the bills still got paid. You can thank him because he's been a mighty good God, And that comes from your obedience to God. Don't miss your blessing because God is in the blessing business. He wants to bless your life.
1: But we got to learn how to be obedient and follow what he has said to us. This is a time where we prepare ourselves for communion. That God wants to take the time and help you to understand that he wants a relationship with you. A personal relationship with you. That it's God's desire that you will be with him in heaven. He made a way for you. And he says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. We want to take the time to remember what God has done for us. Our choir is going to come and give us a selection. And then we'll take our communion.
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope something you heard today will draw you closer to God and encourage you to know Him better. If you found this message podcast helpful, please subscribe, write a review, and consider sharing it with someone else. If there is anything we can do for you, a question we could talk through with you, a prayer we could say on your behalf, or a need you have, please don't hesitate to let us know. We are better together. Please connect with us soon. Take care.